Good evening, good morrow, and good morning. My name is Mikhail Moonstrung, and I have danced into this particular moment with a magical bit of information in mind, something that I wanted to share with those who are beginning on their journey. When we have talked about in a lot of our episodes and our previous content, we talk about casting a circle. But oftentimes, the explanation that stands behind this act of casting a circle is long and lengthy in order to give it the justice that it needs. And that's what I'd like to do in this particular podcast. Before I do that, though, I want to highlight the fact that what we talk about when we are speaking on this channel about magic, about spiritualism and the occult, or our perspectives, experiences, and the things that we find in this world in our journey. We are speaking about them from our individual perspectives. So uniquely, they belong to us. Likewise, when you listen to these things and when you experience your life, these things belong to you. So no one can tell you what you take from something, what you experience from it. And so much of what we offer and what we try to give in this channel has to do with what you can take from something, how you can look at it, the perspectives that may be had. But inevitably, this resides with you. This is the key to so much magic, to so many changes in your world and in your life. And this is true that they emanate with you. So when we begin, and as we go into this, please know that the center of all of this is you. It's what motivates us to do this, to be here, to be in this place, is you. We want to experience and be able to help contribute to your journey in the most positive way that we know how to. Okay, so... What do we mean when we say cast a circle? Well, what we are referring to is the process by which a witch, a wizard, or a magician separates themselves from this realm, this dimension, this plane, and takes themselves and creates a dimension of their own existence by which to continue their working or to protect their working when a witch, wizard, or magician takes on this particular act, their goal inherently is separation. Separation from this, the outside world, and their world. Separation from the vast pressures of space and the differential energy that they need to overcome that. The process by which a witch or wizard creates this circle is relatively uniform, though. This is a process of visualization, oftentimes done via imagining, using your mental faculties, or using a physical act. Uh, this could be walking a circle. This could be creating a poured salt circle, if you've watched a lot of TV. Though I can be honest, 
the amount of salt that that takes to do to make a salted circle that's your typical witches or acting ritual distance of 13 feet good gracious that is a lot of salt it's a lot of salt not to mention it's not good for the ground to have it in that concentrated of a of a space in a place for that long it pulls extra it pulls extra moisture out of the spaces i'm not saying that it's you know it's inherently going to do anything overtly bad but it, it's not it's fucked on the salt <laughs> so you don't necessarily have to cast your circle by the way that you see other people cast their circle the big things about casting it that's important to do is visualize it in your mind and how you visualize it is up to you i personally use i, I love the the visualization of my snap so i cast my circle by snapping my fingers when i do that I imagine in my mind seeing the vibration from my fingers emanating outward from my hand and going out in all directions and creating the circle. But when I was younger and in the beginning of my practice, I would take my wand and I would stand in the very center and I would turn clockwise and I would imagine a blue light emanating from the end of my wand or the end of my fingertip as I turned clockwise to cast my circle and I would see this circle around me so however you do it it's up to you inevitably you just you need to cast you need to draw a circle so whatever you want to do to draw that circle do it draw it in your mind draw it on a piece of paper and stand on it you can you can do all kinds of things but what you want to do is imagine that you are now once you've done this once you've visualized creating this circle around you you want to imagine and believe and see and have a sense of certainty within you that you are now elsewhere, that you are now in a different place. You want to imagine as though there are walls standing high and tall around you. This is inherently key about the circle. Now, the reason the circle is what it is and does what it does is a bit more advanced, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit, but what I want you to know is that your belief drives so much of it. And inevitably, if you were to believe that there's a wall next to you, there will be a wall next to you. Now, dispute that as you may. I allow it. What we're focusing on in this space is the fact that our circle is meant to separate us. And so we visualize all kinds of things to help us achieve this. Visualization is key. But action is just as important. When we are creating the circle, we want something to symbolize the action of us making the circle. This is oftentimes the turning around. This is me snapping my fingers. This can be all, you know, you, you, whatever you choose it to be is up to you. That's the powerful and the really cool part about magic is that it is truly up to you. You can do whatever it is that you want to do, how you want to do it, but you just have to understand the whys and what fors. So with casting a circle, separating yourself is very important in magic. One, because there's a lot of external variables that trying to figure out how to deal with is exhausting. Oh my heavens, it is exhausting. Because when you consider that there are, so let's say that we're growing a plant. And this is, this is, this is both magic and science that we're trying to attempt. But we want to measure and understand. We want to be able to control. I've drawn a picture of a plant because I told you I, my, my spell is to create a plant. I'm going to plant this seed. And my goal is to be able to create a plant that matches exactly as the drawing that I created in the very beginning. I set this intention and said, hey, I want a plant. And in that intention, 
I, I am I am hoping to get and to create something. And the perfect witch, wizard, and magician has the ability or the goal in their ability to create that very thing. They can draw the picture of a plant, stick a seed in the ground, and then the thing that grows out of the ground looks absolutely 110% identical to that plant. Now, this is this is this is the goal, rarely the ability. So, what we work to do is to create a a, a circle of containment, a a circle of focus that is going to distract, or not distract. It's going to focus our attention, and it's going to limit the variables that are going to affect the seed, this plant that we are trying to grow. So. This would be us, you know, putting the rose in the glass jar. This is us creating an environment in which we can truly manage all of the variables that affect this little plant's growth. When we perform magic, this is, it's just like a plant, right? You could consider magic like a seed. You are creating a custom seed, a custom cell, a custom thing by which to, to grow and to be, be born into something, born into something else. This is this is unique about magic. Magic and manifestation require time, just like you did. You didn't get here overnight. You took time. This is true in all things that you do. So when we create a circle, what we are doing is we are limiting the amount of space that our experiment, our magic, our right, our working is going to take place in and by that nature, we are going to change and give ourselves a little bit more control over the variables that are being and affecting it. Now, the greatest variables that affect the things that we do are, are ourselves. It's us that drives it and can likewise taint it and, you know, and pull it down. So the external variables to limit and control them is immensely important, but still not the only thing we have to do. You can't cast your circle and that's that. No, that's just the first step. Now, some of the other benefits to casting a circle, and this is one of the ones that I personally stand behind, and I believe that all practitioners of magic or, or, or energetic manifestation should do this. I believe that you should always cast or do any kind of manifested will within a circle for a few reasons. One, because it's simply less space. It's less space for you to try to fill up to make your manifested will occur. But two, you... It's kind of like a match. If you if you're in an elevator and you're all by yourself and you fart, you're really the only buddy, only person who's impacted by that. But if you're if there's a bunch of other people in that in that elevator and you let it rip, you're not the only person who's impacted by that. And very much this is the case the, the the case of using a circle in magic. When you create a circle, you 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 put a bubble around you, around your working, around your thought. You. You have the ability to separate yourself from the rest of the world and consciousness around you. So that if you're thinking something or doing something or you're going to create something and you don't want to negatively impact or, in, or affect the people around you, you're using the circle as a protection. It is a separation which allows you to become separate from these things. Now you can use a circle for all kinds of things and in its own right, it represents a very, very powerful magic. Because the circle is a shape that, you know, if I were to ask you, do tell me where the circle starts. No? Okay, well then how about this one? Tell me where does the circle end? Answer still no. 
So in not having an ability to pick this point, this is where I want to highlight the mystery and the power of the circle. This is a shape that is without end. It doesn't, it's not affected by angular deflection. So when we look at the travel of light, And the way that this moves through space. When it runs into an object, it will either stop or refract. But light can be bent. And when you bend it, it's conserved or preserved in a uniquely different way than when it is refracted. And you can look and see this into this into the way that how far light will travel when it moves through one medium or another or when it goes through these processes, right? I can bend light, and that light can still go on for a very, 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 very long time. But I can, if I obstruct that light, for all intents of, for all, for, you know, for all intents of purposes, it stops. So we use the circle, this shape, to take the thought and the light that is emanating from our mind of this idea of separation, and we wrap it all the way around ourselves so that that thought can effectively run into itself without end. You can sit there and have this thought for ritual, this desire to engage in this space, and it's it, it doesn't have it doesn't require you to sit there and continue to think about it and to continue to imagine this circle, to imagine this thing, because you've created this thought and you ran it right back into the end of itself, and you 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 built this frictionless shape, and because of that, because you've you've done that, it's going to keep going and keep going until you interrupt it yourself, until you stop it, until you engage with it. This is why we use the circle, because it takes care of itself. It works on these unique and divine principles, the very first principle of mentalism, and that's the all. Again, a whole other ass conversation, which we can get into on a, diff on a, on a different episode, but I want to highlight this. And focus is that when, when you cast your circle, it is to separate your space. This is inevitably why you put yourself inside the circle and you put the rest of the world outside of it. If you're somebody like me who suffers from anxiety attacks regularly when having to deal in the regular waking world or that conscious space, I use circles every day and all the time. It's not like a sponsorship. Sponsored by all. <laughs> um, but I use this process of casting a circle, casting an envisioned circle around me all the time, more times than I can count every day, because it separates me from things that I, I don't want to be impacted by. When I, when I have grumpy family members who, who come out of the house or happy family members who come out of the house, and I want to be in my own space and not affected by them, I can cast myself in a circle. When I was in school, I would put myself in a circle that would go just around me, exclusively around me. I would see that in my mind. And I would separate myself from the energies and the thoughts and the emotions of those people around me that was affecting me so greatly. So casting a circle gives you so much power. You can also cast a circle and not be the thing in the center of it. So if someone in your your your, your school, someone in your, your, your job, somebody in 
your world is representing a negative influence on you. They're affecting you. Now, I always recommend to put the circle around yourself. If you take this visualization of, of creating a circle and you, you, and you expand that to envisioning a circle around another person, this is where white magic turns into black magic. Black magic, as we're going to determine it, is magic where you are manifesting and causing your will on another individual. That's not how this works. Not that it doesn't work that way, but if you want to stay in the stay in the in light, stay away from the karmic consequences and that usual like shitty ending for witches on TV, then you have to make sure you are operating in a in a, in a space that is harmonious and peaceful, neutral. You see, neutrality, this is, this is the, the gift of the witch, of the magician, of that wizard. For neutrality allows you to move beyond the swing or to become ghost-like as the karmic swing of that pendulum comes through. So when we speak about neutrality, this is, this is what we mean. This is our, our focus and our goal. And we use the circle, and all of our abilities to manifest the world around us, around us, because we are at the center of that space. Not that we're the center of the world or the universe, but we are the center of that emanating perspective. And we have to keep that in mind when we are dealing with things that that perspective has encountered. A wise man once said that perspective is reality. Perspective is reality. What you see dictates the world around you. Now, you can't always control what you see, and that is true. But you have more control over what you choose to see. So when we look at our circle, when we look at the magic and the mysteries that are hidden in it, remember that it is an infinite space, separated outside of space, visualized by you in a positive form of light, going round and round and round to keep you and guard you, to protect you, to shield your magical workings, and likewise to separate you from those prying or watching eyes to keep things where they stay. Now, a very, very important note, and I suppose I should have included this earlier on, but that is that when you cast a circle, that circle will remain until it is interrupted. That doesn't mean that you are the only one who can close it. This is a common myth. A circle, as we discussed, is light passed into itself in a perfectly frictionless way so that it, it sustains itself. But this can become interrupted or stopped or be broken if anything interrupts the path of that travel of light. So when you cast your circle, understand that anyone with wisdom to understand this truth, to understand that it does not take much to interrupt this space, merely to know where to touch, this is key. It's why we keep silent and why we observe so many bounds of secrecy to protect ourselves, but to also protect our workings. Now, with this magical moment, I leave you with the following. Visualize casting a circle around yourself in your mind. Enact, do something in physicality to 
symbolize that and to show that. Believe in it. Feel it. Don't let it be some magic that only exists on TV. Let it be an extension of you. An extension of yourself. Of your reality. Of your world. My name has been Mikhail Moonstrung, or still is Mikhail Moonstrung, and this has been a wonderful time. Thank you for allowing me to steal this magical moment. Be blessed, be safe, and be magical. <laughs>